listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a bomb week. I am so excited about our guest today because I have to say my guest is in a field that I am completely unfamiliar to, but at the same time, I'm always intrigued by because half of this world lives in her world. And I also think she's beautiful and she's an entrepreneur and she's just bossy in all shapes and ways. So Keisha Howard, welcome to Listen Honey. I'm so glad you could be here today. I am so glad to be here today. When I told my team um, that I was going to have a conversation with you today, they were all like, oh man, this is going to be awesome. So uh, this was such, this is such a treat right now just to, to get to speak to you and share with you what I'm, what I'm doing. I get to see you on TV, you know, being a badass, but like, yeah, I'm still like, you know, in the matrix over here. <laughs> oh, you know what though? But it starts right there. I, everybody starts there. Even for me, it starts in the matrix of my podcast, to my YouTube, every, you know, founding business. And you know about that because you founded Sugar Gamers, which was way back in 2009. And it's been a minute, but it's popping. So why don't you tell my audience, what is Sugar Gamers? Uh, Sugar Gamers is, is a tech advocacy group, but it's not like, uh, um, we want to essentially change what celebrity looks like by exposing the intellectual merits of video games to everyone. It's a $150 billion industry Yo. and women need to be a part of it, especially black women, black people, you know, just people from marginalized uh, demographics um, because there's so many opportunities there, not just esports, not just pro gaming, not just professional streaming, but music, art, narrative design. There's it's such a robust industry and it's equivalent to Hollywood. So anything that you would want to do in entertainment, you can do in video games. And I wanted to start an organization to share that information in a really fun, accessible, warm way. Because like when you get into tech and you've been into in an industry for a little it's while. It's not accessible and warm. Yes. People start gatekeeping. Right. And it becomes really daunting and uh, it becomes really, you know, you kind of get scared to like try it out because yeah. you're, you're going to think you're going to look stupid. But yeah. I wanted to make an organization where it wasn't about that. Wow. And Keisha, I come from the Bay Area where gaming and tech reigns supreme, but we don't see a lot of females and we definitely don't see any, not much representation from the black community. So are you a gamer? Like what would be the appropriate definition of a gamer? And are you one? Uh, yeah, I'm a gamer and you're probably a gamer too. You probably game so? on your phone, it, whatever games you play you you you're a gamer right so it's not about like you went in your headset playing call of duty a lot of people think that's like the only way to game like oh yeah you know i'm playing Fortnite and right. i'm winning right. no if you plan a little tetrisy inspired game on your phone just to get through the line at the grocery store if you're whatever kind of game you're playing makes you a gamer it's kind of like we don't say Every time you watch a movie, like I'm a movie goer, you know, like I'm a I'm a super movie person. Right, right. Like games, movies, we all consume it, whether it's a little mobile game or a huge, you know, PC game. We're all gaming. Um, we're all playing something. And so, yeah, we're all kind of taking part of this, uh, taking part in this sort of uh, movement, if you will, uh, whether we self-identify as gamers or not. Wait, so, okay, what, when did you find 
that you felt you were restricted or judged for being a girl, let alone a black woman? Like how does that, because the tech world, you would think it's very non-confrontational, right? How did you... It, it just, I started this in 2009. Yeah. So this was pre Me Too, pre Time's Up, pre Black Lives Matter, mm. pre all the, you know, really um, sort of strong movements where you're seeing all this change, right? So back in the day when I was like, I'm a gamer, people were like, no, you ain't. And I'm just like, I am. And so then I had to go through this whole process where it felt like I always had to prove myself in every conversation just to prove I deserve to be there. I didn't stop doing that though. But you know, it's a, it was a, it was a process. I'm like, yeah, and I know things and, you know, having to learn the jargon and having to meet the right people. Um, But like now that the conversation is a lot more open and we've deconstructed where the problems are like that. It's been a little, you know, a little bit better, still a lot of work to do, but it's been much better. Absolutely. Do you think gaming is helpful today? People are so, man, there's, there's a rise in depression. There's a rise in suicide. And when you aren't struggling with how to cope, you're dealing with difficult conversations and, difficult topics and difficult people that you're quarantining with that maybe don't want to have those difficult conversations or topics. Is gaming an escape, maybe a different kind of escape, the same way somebody goes to reality TV or watches the real or something? Is this like a different way to escape? Yes, but even more so because you can completely immerse yourself in the experience. It's not a passive experience. So you're not just sitting there, you know, just reacting to something you're watching, but you're you're taking part in what is happening on your screen, right? So you're really immersed, you're really engaged. And you gotta think of it this way. A lot of games are simulations, right? So if you're playing with other people, it's kind of like you're hanging out with your friends in real life. You're simulating different experiences and um, it's not quite the, the risk isn't there. You, you don't have as much pressure to perform and to win unless you're, you know, competitively playing. Right. But if you're just playing for entertainment, if you're playing to like really just, you know, experience it, there's some games that are like freaking movies. Like you just sit back and you're oh, just I've like, seen that. right. And the graphics are so beautiful and they're so, you know, state of the art. You can't even tell like some of this is fake you know like if you what if you ever watch um i don't know if yo honey uh plays nba 2k or any of those uh kind of you know sports at games all. at <laughs> all it nothing no no Night. Uh, well you know maybe y'all you might buy a playstation 5 or xbox <laughs> something like that it's really fun to play do especially you- do you legit have all these consoles in your crib, like in front of your TV? Do you have wires mixed up with yes, all your controllers? Yes, Are you yes, for real? Yes. So I have everything, but I have everything so I can understand how it works. I'm yeah. a really curious person and I want to share that curiosity with everyone. Um, it's a whole nother world. And think about it this way. Gaming is so, uh, the, the, the technology is so advanced that we can't tell the difference between what's real and fake now, right? So if you want, there's whole um, musical acts now that are CGI. So you might have seen like uh, John Legend and The Weeknd and, oh, yeah. you know, all these things that are like yeah. gamified. 
And and if this year has taught us anything, you got to be ready to pivot. You got to have like some more skills. You have to be open to different way to different ways of engaging with people um, in some in a way that's meaningful. So yeah. and and games can do that. And the way that to make games can do that. So like VR, AR. I mean, it's it's really getting. It's, it's, it's wild out there. No, it's exactly the reason why I had to have you on because I was like, what am I missing? My games range. I mean, maybe when an ad pops up, I'll hit up a game or maybe things like best fiends. I do love things with creative emojis and, and, and fun characters and stuff like that. But I mean, we are talking about people who can spend upwards to 20 hours a week. Oh yeah. Playing games. Yes. And, right. <laughs> and uh, I feel like you could top that in your sleep, like more. No, actually, I. I Do you put a all, limit on yourself, Keisha? <laughs> you want to hear something funny? I'm actually really bad at games. I'm trash at games. I am not good at them. I just like them. I like playing them, but I am in no way, shape, or form competitive. There's only one game that I can, like, you know, whoop a little bit of ass at but you know most of the games I'm just complete trash I just play it for fun and I play it to learn more so than anything so after like a long day uh working or if I need to just put my mind in another space that's when gaming is is really great for me but as I'm learning all of this I'm also engaging with the community and then I'm also like super family oriented and I'm also teaching kids so I do a lot. So like just being able to game and not it not be work related is a treat. It's like, I'm like, oh my God, I have free time um, because I'm an entrepreneur. So running a business and I'm a bootstrapping entrepreneur, um, I'm always working. So yeah. <laughs> like you would think I'd be gaming all the time. No, no. But I, I'm hoping to change that super soon and get to have more hours to game for sure. You bring up a really good point. And I think I'm guilty of this too. When we hear about any type of label that might be something that is alternative, unique, maybe not as common, or just super judge worthy, that's all you're known for. So when somebody says gamer, you're thinking somebody who has no life, hasn't changed their clothes in three days, has all these consoles and controllers in front. You know, you're right. I mean, the fact that you just listed all of these things you are besides just a gamer, you make me realize we all have some type of something that you put an ER to the end of it and you're that, whether you're a TV watcher, you're a Netflixer, right? You're right. An, a, an Instagrammer, there's always something, but there's yeah. but that's a part of who we are. Right, I mean, I think if anything this year has taught us is that we have to be multifaceted. We yes. have to be more than one thing and proud of that multifaceted thing that we bring to the table. Because, you know, as we grow and mature, we keep adding to our skills and experience and the things that we like and things that we don't like in our opinions. And I think it's really toxic how we've, you know, sort of settled into this society. You know, if you have a label, you're in a career, say you're an entertainer and um, you're a woman, and that's the only thing that you do. How do you pivot? And like this, you know, there's so yeah. many industries that are ageist and, and sexist and you can't grow out of it. You can't expand yeah. out of it. And it's really unfair. You're absolutely right about that. Well, we're going to take a break, Keisha. And when we come back, I want to talk about representation in the gaming community and why your company decided to break boundaries and welcome all. 
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome back, everybody. I am with Keisha Howard, who is breaking it down for me, what I need to understand about the tech world, the gaming world, and why she's not just a gamer herself and that I might be one too. But more importantly, what you said when you wanted to create your company is that you wanted to open it up to something to be more inclusive and that the tech world can be very relationship-oriented. People just only talk to people they know. And it is a network of so much more opportunity if we were more welcoming to everybody. I do notice on your gram, Sugar Gamer, which I have to tell you, I'm a huge fan of the fashion that you be flexing out here, girl. It's so hot. I noticed that almost every one of your pictures is a person of color. Tell me about the gaming world and the groups of people that are in the gaming world and do you find that there is prejudice inside the gaming world? Ah, ah, there's prejudice everywhere. Mm. Um, you know, in the gaming world, it was, it's interesting because when you, w- there's so many different types of gamers. It's such a diverse consumer audience and w- why it needs to be more inclusive and why we still need to have that conversation is because again, like I mentioned earlier, it's a $150 billion industry. And when you look at the, the people who make games, the executives, the developers and the creatives behind a lot of these games, it doesn't reflect the consumers that buy them and that play them. Um, not only that, like I said before, you know, uh, women and people of color uh, definitely need to, to be seen in the various types of ways we play games, not just competitively, not just for entertainment, but the, the kind of puzzle games or the story games or, you know, the different types of games. Like um, <clears throat> one of my team members, uh, Christina, she, you know, she's a mom, she works in PR and client relations but she games to connect with her sons and she's been enjoying that. And it's been, you know, somewhat of a new experience for her, but she's definitely a lot more engaged and it's a way for her to like be with her family. Um, You know, a lot of my friends, they got hooked into gaming as a way for for them to bond with me. And then we kind of spread it out and become competitive or, you know, we just share it in such a way that we can start pinpointing the different opportunities for myself. Like, for example, one of our members, she's a uh, singer songwriter and some of her music is in video games now. So. It's, 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 it's pretty amazing. And these are just like simple conversations that people aren't even thinking about. Like uh, you're on Dancing with the Stars, right? They're dancing games that you probably you would enjoy that simulate so many of the the moves that you, you have to do. So, I mean, there's just so much there, but we're not seeing it because we, we live in this, this, this world in which we follow everything that makes money, right? So the thing that makes money right now, or the thing that's like the sexy topic is esports. And that's when you start saying homogeny again, 
Mm. You start seeing the same type of people, just a, a lot of, of, you know, young males um, who are, you know, competitively playing. And it's very, it's very sort of uh, indicative of how traditional sports work. So when you think of traditional sports and, you know, the, the, the people who really are successful, um, it's still very male dominated. And you're not seeing in, on the executive side, basketball owners and football owners that are women or people of color and so on and so forth. So I just want to contribute to the change of that narrative because as we move into the future, we're gonna see more hardware and software that video uh, that are used to make video games, to make movies, to make music videos and so on and so forth. So it's not just gaming. The military uses it to train, you know, uh, to do certain simulations. Mm, the medical yeah, and the medical industry uses it to train uh, their surgeons and to simulate surgery. Uh, you know, like I said before, entertainers use it to engage with their audience when they can't be there in real life. So it's way too many opportunities in this space to ignore it. And it's we are in a skills gap right now because with everything that's happened this year and we're all, you know, in the house, we have to learn some new tech skills. I'm yeah. pretty sure there's some new people out there who's like, all right, how does Zoom work? And now they're like Zoom machines. Um, so it's, it's not, uh, it shouldn't be daunting. And if you have a cool, you know, sort of entry point into it, it's a really exciting, fun experience. So the inclusion has to be there and everybody on our team, even though we are oriented around women and people of color, uh, it's a very diverse team. Anybody mm -hmm. can be on in Sugar Gamers as long as they understand the overall mission of inclusivity and learning and, right. you know, just being interconnected in a healthy way. Absolutely. When it comes to shaping the right community within gaming, what do you think that looks like? What is the community like now? And what do you wish it was more like? I, <laughs> well, the community has before I, you know, say the nitty gritty, I, I, I want to preface it by saying that things have gotten much better than they were. Um, but before, oh God, it can be very toxic. Um, especially, again, if you're a woman or a person of color, there'd be people, you know, that would be online talking about, mm. you know, saying sexist and racist things that just don't make the experience as fun as it would be if you weren't uh, sort of singled out for your race or gender. Like, that sucks if you're yeah. just trying to have fun, right? Um, but it has gone on for so long to, you know, uh, correct Fix. that behavior has is taking time and taking a tremendous amount of intentional effort. Um, and it's, it's, you, you see it, you, like I said, you see some of the changes, but that is still there. The toxicity can still, you know, pop up and it, it sucks. I really appreciate that you're saying it takes time. We have to be more patient with the process. You got to trust your process. And I think you're doing that now. So Visibly, we see you since 2009, grinding, building communities, networking, especially during a pandemic, girl. Has the pandemic affected you um, much at all? I mean, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, yes, on a personal level, I mean, ugh, this is just, you know, I don't think anybody has really gotten out of this unscathed. No. Um, so, you know, uh, but 
the video game industry is booming and banging. So if you're looking for some opportunities or a, a, way, a new way to pivot, there are so many job opportunities, career opportunities Ooh. in the video game industry. The video game industry is doing better than ever, better than projected. Because everyone's got at home. time. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. I'm just when this happened, I'm like, well, at least I chose the right industry. Yeah, right. Because, you know, having tech skills. Flourish. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 an important time to kind of keep your eye on the video game industry because it's going to affect so many other industries directly and indirectly. Yeah. I mean, everything that we do is gamified. You, you, you know, um, every app that we have has some kind of gamification to incentivize us to keep using it, right? Like even banking. Um, banking, you get points for using your card X amount of time. Social media, you know, you get your algorithm changes depending on how many people follow you and you try to win at getting more followers and so on and so forth. So even if you think that you're not playing games, you absolutely are. So you might as well deep dive into it and, and figure out like ways to expand your career, your skills, um, your versatility by adding that to, you know, your repertoire conversation. So yeah. it's a good time. Sugar Gamers, your company is very outspoken about equality and welcoming everybody. I want to ask you, do you find that a lot of Black people want to game or have access to it. I want to understand why there aren't as many Black people within gaming. Oh, I mean, that's just a matter. Yes, access and representation. Wow. Right? So representation, this is one of those areas where representation really does make a difference. Because if you're, you know, say you were born in like the 80s or 90s, more than likely you have parents that looked at video games as only entertainment. So you're a kid and you're just loving the games. And instead of having a conversation with your parent about how you can become a game developer, yeah. because we haven't seen black people uh, or women in that position for a number of years, that was never a conversation parents had with their kids. Good point. It wasn't a designation in college. Uh, yeah. So you couldn't go to many colleges and be like, oh, I'm going to take a, a I'm going to become, I'm going to do a video game class. Right. That was not at all colleges. So. Nor um, was it then, encouraged. Right. And then contingent on your social economic status, like gaming does have a cost. So, you know, whether it's a console or a PC or whatever it is, you know, uh, access to gaming costs money. So mm. um, there's a lot of different factors that keep certain demographics of people out of gaming. Um, and most of it, besides, I mean, there is inherent sexism and racism in the industry, but a lot of it is socialization, representation, and access. Uh, so um, now we're, what Sugar Gamers really wants to do is have conversations that democratize the technology around video games. And again, have warmer, more accessible uh, conversations and dialogue with people while representing how important this space is. If you look at different forms of communicating and connecting, tech can be very cold. There does have to be much more texture between human contact. And it's hard to do during COVID, but I can see with your expressiveness and your personality and you being outspoken about some of the issues that the gaming community has to get over. I mean, that, that already says it all, you know, because your demeanor is welcoming and, and championing not to be challenging. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I mean, and, and one of the other ingredients that I made sure was part of Sugar Gamers is that we met in person or I'll call people on the phone and have a real conversation with them. So there's a, a few different layers of engagement. So instead of just like an email or chatting, you know, o- over the game, it's like, wait a minute, let me understand who you are as a human first. Like I, I'm definitely a human first person. Yeah. Like, you know, the tech, the money, the the accolades, whatever, that's all secondary. But primarily, I want to connect with people on a human level because if you're not about being kind and being welcoming and generous yeah. to your fellow human, I don't it's you're not gonna create the company culture that um you know, that I'm striving to create within Sugar Gamers and keep. And I'm so proud of the the team that we've put together because everyone is so uh, kind and and generous and creative and welcoming and open. And we don't have a lot of drama or toxicity. And it's like I said, and like for so many women, it's something I'm really proud of. Oh my gosh. That's some of the most unbelievable feats some people, some women can handle in Hollywood. So I'm so happy you're having a great experience and, and that you're encouraged by it all. Keisha, where do my fans find out more about your information? How can they find out about Sugar Gamer? How can they uh, see some of these awesome events that you might be at when social distancing slows down? Oh, man. Oh, man. Don't you? I'm like so hopeful, but I know it's going to take a, <laughs> a little hopeful. bit longer, right? Stay hopeful. Don't remove that. Well, you can, uh, it, we're all over the internet. So sugargamers.com, Sugar Gamers on all the social media, on Twitch. Uh, and then if you just want to find me by myself, just remove the S off Sugar Gamers. And I'm at Sugar Gamer on all of the social media. So it's, uh, it's so plural is the team, singular it's me. But we're all over. You can find us so easily, and we want you to. So I, I want your 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 audience to really be interested in yeah. what video games can be. I mean, absolutely, it's, it's awesome. I've definitely visited your your hub a few times, and it's so smooth and just like very click worthy, like very easy to just you know find out more about you, get motivated by the pictures, feel invited at every shape, style, or form you are. And for me, no matter if it's a community that I want to learn more about or I want to get into, I just want to feel like it has an open door policy to everybody. That the only thing you should ever be turned away from is your negativity, which I don't think that that's always something. I mean, with all these people playing video games, like how, are they, how could they be upset? Right. Not that serious. Like, so, exactly. They got snacks to their right and the bathroom somewhere right across the way. Right. It should never be that serious. Right. You have to be mean or terrible to another person like nothing should be that serious in my opinion but especially gaming that's something that we that should bring us a lot of joy and camaraderie and I definitely want to um, continue uh, sort of sharing that feeling and, and motivating people in that way yeah absolutely Keisha thank you so much for your time I just love learning a lot more and knowing that somebody as fiery as you is out there to make sure that everybody feels seen and heard Oh, thank you. And you've been a delight. This was a treat. Like, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you know, I get to speak to you and Yay. about everything that you're doing. So are you going to play any games now that we've had this conversation? 
Will you do me a favor and send me what games, like what links you recommend for me to get started in? Like a fun one. It can't look too, okay, so I'm not girly girl, but I don't love things that look overly masculine. If guys' heads are getting blown off and there's just a lot of like grim army colors, I'm not into that. But if it's fun and it's, by the way, I just want you to know that I was a monster back in my day when I did Super Mario 1. I knew how to get to King Koopa within eight minutes. I also knew how to cheat my levels on Mario 3. I knew right. I knew how to use that princess yes. and get her ass over to level four. I was popping. So don't get it twisted, right. guys. You don't want These me in your room. You don't want me in your room. You guys follow Sugar Gamer on Instagram. It's such a beautiful site. You're so much fun on it. And go to gokeisha.com if you can find out more information of Keisha and her amazing work. And do rate and review this podcast. Let me know what you think. Screenshot a part of this conversation. DM me and Keisha. Let us know what you learned. And please do join Keisha's community because I think that you definitely have an open door here to just let yourself go, find somebody to relate to, and get your mind off of things in a safe world. Thank you so, so very much. Of I really course. appreciate you. So, Thank and I'll you, be Keisha. watching you on the TV. Girl, you better be voting. Oh, you watch yeah, and vote. I know absolutely. you've got some some bot no. over there or some system that's going to help me hook up the votes. Yes, for sure. I mean, and gamers like definitely have a lot of power this time. Right. Around, so I'm I'm excited right. to to push that, that Thank initiative. Thank you. Listen, honey. Listen, honey. Listen, honey. Listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey.